from Florida's capital city. This is the Jeff Cameron Show, brought to you by Orange Theory Fitness on Real Talk 93.3. Now, stop what you're doing and listen closely. It's time for the Jeff Cameron Show in 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. Jeff Cameron Show, 93.3 Real Talk Radio, War Chant TV. It is great to be with you on a Redemption Thursday. We will do we will do W's and L's later this show. And uh, people are waiting on it, Tom, so I hope you've uh, locked it in. If you got a, a good sense of where you're going with this thing this year, um, this, this last time before the start of the season, it's so great just to say that again. I, I just want to keep reiterating, this is this is the week of lasts. No more waiting. It's happening. You know, last time we have to do Redemption Thursday without actual games to see. Last, you know what I mean? All of it. It's all right there. Yeah, I was happy when camp started because you get to talk about things that you've seen with your own eyes. But now I want to see things that count, and that's what this weekend's about. I'm not totally certain how W's and L's is going to go. And I think that's fair that's, because that's fair. there's a lot of games that you're not totally certain how they're going to go. Most of them, in fact. Most of the 12. Yeah, if you heard my conversation, I know you did, but I'm talking to people who maybe have not. Go to Warchant.com, Warchant TV, and uh, you'll see my chat with Matt Moscona, who uh, talked about um, what LSU is, and you know, he talked towards the end of that conversation about Something like eight or nine games he thinks will be one score or less in terms of the spread. And I think that's true for us. I mean, I think that we mirror that basically. Um, this schedule, when you when you go through it, you say to yourself, "Yeah, that's a one score game. That's kind of a pick'em game." You don't feel really outgunned too much. There's only a couple where you feel really kind of outgunned. And even then, this year, I don't feel as hopeless as I did right. entering entering last season. Now, yeah. you know, Clemson, the conversations uh, started it changing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But before we kicked off one single game last year, and we did our final W's and L's. I didn't have hardly any hope that we would travel up there and hang with them, and that's what we ended up doing, which is great. Well, we could have won the damn game. I mean. Couple first downs and a four-minute offense. You've got more weapons to do that now. I think you've got a fighting chance this year if you're in that exact same situation to walk away with a different result. Talked to Dominic Robinson yesterday. You produced that. I was uh, on a video with him. Good 15, 16-minute video that you'll see, I guess, tomorrow. I think it is tomorrow on Warchant TV. Dominic, of course, has joined the staff and will be a lead analyst for us. Uh, In-game, watch along. That is this Saturday. It begins. That project is going to be fun. Um, Aslan will be there. Tom will be there. And uh, the analyst, of course, for these games is, in fact, Dominic Robinson. Talked to him about that role. Talked to him about what he said about Johnny Wilson. And he sought to clarify some things there. Not, not take anything back, but just to clarify his point of view, where he's coming from, how he arrived at the conclusion that he did and why, and what it means. So I think you'll enjoy that conversation. Uh, but moreover, it was a way certainly to point out uh, that, um, you know, he sees real upside in that player and amongst others. And I think that's where we're all at. How quickly 
does that uh, pay dividends? How quickly does uh, Johnny, um, you know, show us that he's going to be a consistent player against better teams? Well, he won't get the chance this weekend. He'll start this weekend against a team that he has a a distinct physical uh, advantage in. But there are several games, of course, where that is not the case. It is, uh, it's not the case against NC State. It's not the case against, uh, you know. Clemson. It's not the case against uh, Miami. It's not the case against Florida. It's not. You know, there are a lot of games, so where you'd say, okay, well, if he does it against this group, then he's the real deal. And I'm anxious to get to those games, and the first of which is LSU, and that's also um, you know a little over a week away. This so. isn't part of W's and L's, but let's just say that Florida State did win that game. This is something you talked about last hour. Does that move your W prediction up by more than just the one? Because now you've got expectations that Florida State can win. You listed about three or four games in there. More of those? Yeah, I don't. I, like, let's say you landed at seven, at seven and five in W's and L's, and I don't know if that's where you're going. Mm-hmm. If they beat LSU, are you expecting nine? Well, you know, I, I, I this is a game where I want to jump to a lot of conclusions, but I'm being careful not to jump to any of them before we see it. <laughs> and I'll tell you why. That's not a cop out answer. I don't know what to make of, and it's always hard to do this because the time uh, that it takes uh, somebody to kind of implement their system, their program, their coaches to connect with their players, flip a roster and all, it's different in every situation. It depends on what you inherited. It depends on what you're trying to teach. It depends on your effectiveness. Uh, he, he's got a good staff. So the, the, the thing I'd say is that what bothers me about that game and, and what I think LSU is from a potential standpoint, well, they're a team that I'm betting on the over of their win total. Despite the fact that they're in the SEC West and they have a lot of hard games, I'm still betting on the over on their win total because talent is not the issue. You know, when Mike took over here, there were a lot of things going against him. Talent was one of them. They weren't very talented at all. At all. It's still a problem. It is still a problem. And if you want to see the stark difference between the two programs – Ten players drafted by LSU last year. They project somewhere in the neighborhood of six to eight this year. I mean, that's that's a lot. I mean, we were elated when one of our guys got drafted in the first round because it felt like, oh, my God, look at that. We were stunned. Well, I mean, geez, LSU is just producing in mass NFL talent. Okay, so why do I bring that up? I bring that up because – he didn't inherit a problem with talent. He inherited a problem with a locker room and a case of players having quit on their coach and in complete disarray. And I don't blame them for quitting because their coach was a wreck on and off the field, had lost control of a program. But how quickly does Brian Kelly get in there and whatever the, the talking points, the messaging is, and the me- not only the messaging, how quickly do they believe in it, buy in it? Well, typically if you're starving, and somebody gives you food, you're going to eat it. So my guess is those kids are going to adapt pretty quickly, and they're going to believe pretty quickly. He has the requisite uh, requisite uh, cachet as a coach, and I think he has a system that is pretty easy to teach, frankly, uh, offensively. So I'm kind of curious, you know, are they still disjointed? Is it a convoluted mess week one when they play us? I hope so. I hope so, and that's where we have an advantage that they haven't played a game yet in his regime, and they haven't been able to go out and test their wares yet. 
we don't have an advantage against them in talent. So if we beat LSU, what does it mean? Well, let's see how it plays out. What is it? It's it's tough to know. Um, yeah, I think you know they'll buy in quickly because they haven't been failed twice in a three-year span, and that's what Mike was taking over here. Was you had players, multiple players, who had been failed and lied to twice by two different head coaches, and more than likely had more than just two coordinators in that time as well. Mm-hmm. That they were at Florida State. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's a much more toxic situation to try to sift through, because if Willie, I know, suspend your disbelief here, folks. But if Willie could have gotten that thing righted and the culture was repaired from within, it would have been the rise would have been quicker back to prominence in the recruiting game and all of it because he had more talent than and he came into. Yes, yes, they had more talent than Mike did. Yeah, yes, the cupboard was closer to full. Yes, yes, for it, Will- was. it wasn't full, but it was closer to it. Well, I mean, he and was on the heels of Jimbo's recruiting efforts, which had begun to wane, but we're still. It, it's an exponential thing when you reset time after time on on the morale of a locker room. If the kids had only been burned once, they'd say, oh, what a breath of fresh air this new coach has been. But the problem was, two years later, you've got kids, and now with COVID um, eligibility, somebody like Akeem Dent you know, has seen a whole lot of stuff here. Amari Gaynor has seen a whole lot of different faces in his uh, living room. Willie secured that at the end, but you had a lot of people promising you a lot of things that never followed through on that promise. For LSU, it's only happened the one time. Only one face has failed you, and that's Ed. Yeah, and and that's why I worry about it because I think they will probably maybe be a little bit better than people think, quicker than people think, most importantly. I just hope it's not week one. I hope it's like week three that they right. go, oh, look, right. he's got it going. You know, yeah. Yeah, if, the, you know, if they're just inefficient enough and it's not instinct and enough. And it's entirely possible. It is. It's yeah. entirely possible. I mean, I, I think that's where Florida State will have an advantage. The continuity here. Again, you've got a quarterback who's run this system. You've got a lot of players who've played in this system. You've got a lot of people who, again, it's not like they're learning a new defense this year. This, you know, they all of that is in place. So, yeah, I, I. Well, and to the point about draft picks, we should have a handful, give or take, this year ourselves. Which um, is isn't that something? Yeah, I mean, I, uh, your two defensive interior, Tatum, Jamie, and maybe Akeem, to start. Yeah, those that would be the group. And then if somebody else emerges and they're, you know, three years away from high school, it seems like everybody is these days. You never know. But you you might have a handful of dudes this year. We had none last year. That's improvement. Well, we had Jermaine. Yeah, right. Yeah. Well, sorry. Forgive me. He really wasn't ours, but we had right. him. Right, yes. <laughs> Forgive we, me for forgetting think, about the first-round pick, yeah, Jermaine Johnson. Yeah, yeah, but, yeah. Yeah. yeah, I didn't think of him as, you know, yeah, I know. A, I know. a system not, guy. Yeah. No, he... he it, it, it's a tough loss. I wish we had him on this uh, year's team. You think? What if you had Jermaine on this uh, year's oh, team? Oh, buddy, yeah. That would be worth a, a, a W and a half. Well, after the monster year he just had, you'd be looking to add to the ledger in you know the in the coffers, too. Uh, I, yeah, that would have been something. Hell, what if he had Keir? Well, and I loved him as and a you complete player. you could stop the run with Briggs and Keir. Oh, Ooh. he was a complete player. He really was. Uh, that was a guy who play in, play out was more consistent, too. He was a, a very good player. Uh, you know, I think Briggs, Briggs sets the edge for us. Uh, I, I don't know about what the other two do beyond rushing the passer. But it's, you know, the game has changed so much too, Tom. I mean, this is a game that is predicated, at least in terms of the efficiency numbers and everything you see, both pro and college now. Uh, throwing on first down is is kind of the way the game has gone, and your ability to throw the ball consistently well uh, for the most part is, um, is is how teams are built. And then you worry about the run secondly, but 
Florida State's kind of a throwback in that way this year. I don't. That's not our offense. Our offense is obviously utilizing the quarterback's legs and running the football to set up some shot plays and different things off of that stuff on the perimeter. Um, it'll be. It's a fascinating juxtaposition to where football is going in the way we have to play right now because of personnel. The one thing it's small. I don't know that I ever put it in observations, and maybe you talked about it in a stand-up that you did out there. But if not. The one thing culture-wise that's healthy for this defense, you're talking about quick game, quick passes mm-hmm. on first down. They pursue. like the, Even the linemen do. So if you've got something out to the flat, you know you shouldn't be stunned if you see Jared Verse out there helping make a tackle or paving the way for somebody to make a tackle. Or McClendon. I'm not saying that that's their coverage responsibility. I'm just saying the motors are there, too, to pursue. Yeah. And that's the yeah. sign of a healthy defense is people who are willing to go outside of their particular part of the field and go help make go a play make for play. somebody else. Yeah. Jared's pursuit has been – that tells me you're engaged, though. It's not just about your eyes are in the backfield yeah. and if the quarterback gets rid of the ball, well, then my job's done. He's not that way. You and I had to, along with others on War Chance staff, uh, we had to nominate the player – sorry, couldn't think of the word nominate. Good God. Uh, nominate the player that we thought would lead the team in sacks, and I ended up taking Verse, but the reason that I took Verse was because I think he's going to get a ton of effort sacks in in situations where you know, quarterback seeks to scramble around a little bit. Maybe the initial move, he gets stoned by the tackle, but because he has a tireless motor and he's a very good athlete, he's going to find a handful of sacks that are just effort plays that have nothing to do with beating a guy off the line, nothing to do with technique. It's just pure effort and speed. And he's you know, he'll fall into some sacks that way, which is great. That's a that was a tough question. Of all the roundtable questions, I think, I think that I think might have been yeah. the most difficult to project because I think they're going to have to bring more pressures just by by nature of what these guys aren't proven to do just yet. But then also, if you told me that McLennan was the team leader in sacks, yeah, you wouldn't be shocked. Or it was verse, even to a degree, Dennis. I, Briggs has had a decent camp. I, oh, I love him. It could be interesting if you keep him on the field. I don't know if they will. He's a great player. On third and long. But I thought Verse just because he's got more variety to yeah. his game. He's strong. He's real strong, and he's only going to get stronger. Uh, he's also real fast, and he is motivated. I mean, this is a guy that, I mean, every day brings it at practice. And would it surprise you if they left him on the field, which I think they might, but if Fabian had five and a half or six? No. It wouldn't stun me. He's, he's so damn quick. He's quick for his size, and he's a dominant player, and he's going to fade some middle-of-the-road teams with average offensive lines. Right. Yeah, yeah. yeah, like Coop would surprise me. If yeah, That's not that's yeah. not what he's Sorry, about. But not Fabians there, yeah. jump off the line. Third and forever, if you've got McClendon verse on the perimeters and Lovett and Briggs up the middle, mm-hmm. man, that's a good you group. better call a screen. That's the strength of the team, man. You better that's call that, a screen because they're going to get by you anyway. That's the strength of the team, man. It is... I think at the start of the year, the biggest thing that you can differentiate from last year, which is that you have a team that understands what they're being asked to do, players that are put in roles to succeed, and there is a tenaciousness to the way they play the game on defense that was born out of that frustrating, terrible start, and they moved some guys around and figure out the pieces, and then they brought in and added to the you know the punch there. I think that's a group that has experience, uh, some depth there, uh, especially in the interior of the defensive line, and some talent on the back end. So, yeah, I, I think they're going to play good defense from the jump, which obviously last year they did not play good defense until we got about week five. Really, the second half of the Louisville game on, they played really good defense. This is a really tough and unfair question, but I just want to see where your head's at. Mm-hmm. Outside of the front four, 
and I know that you could call it a, a three down line. I don't care. The front four, the edge rushers mm-hmm. and the defensive tackles. Who's going to lead the team in sacks? Who do you think? Removing those guys? Removing those guys from the equation. Tatum Bethune. Yeah, I could see that. Mm-hmm. I was wondering if you'd say Gainer. So Bethune is, Bethune is the answer. Tatum Bethune. Okay. <laughs> this is cool. So listen up, everybody, if you like free stuff. It's the time of the year where free things are bantied about, and that's a good thing for you. It's a contest that's open to everyone listening and watching across WarChant TV and Real Talk 93.3 and even podcasters only, whatever, any of you guys. If you're, you can hear the sound of my voice, this applies to you. Garnet and Gold is ready to give you $25. All you have to do is, this is cool, take a photo of yourself supporting any of our wonderful sponsors across the Jeff Cameron Show and WarChant Multimedia Network Tag us on Twitter, at J Cameron Show and or at WarChant. Okay? You can do it at J Cameron Show or at WarChant. That's it. We'll choose a winner by tomorrow at noon and announce our winner on tomorrow's Jeff Cameron so Show. So for morning podcasters, get on it. Yeah. You've got like three hours. Yeah. So there you go. Um, again, here's the rules. That's all you got to do. And I just like this because we have wonderful partners uh, here at WarChant and on the Jeff Cameron Show. And I, I just, just I like to see, you know, if, if you're out there, <laughs> you can take a picture next to your carrier air conditioning unit uh, from Barano and take a picture of yourself with that. That, that works. Right. That's, that works. It could be as simple as you're at the CP or Gordo's. Yeah, or, take a yeah, picture. If T-Spark's yeah. working on your roof or you see his truck, yeah. pull your car over. Take yeah. a photo with the truck. If you're, if you're working out at Orange Theory Fitness, I'll be there first thing in the morning. You can take a picture. If you're in my class. Uh, I'll be in the 840 class tomorrow morning. If you're in it, I'll be there with you. We'll take one together and promote, <laughs> put it on my Twitter account or at WarChant. Either way, any of the great sponsors we have, and we have a ton of them, and you know who they are. You hear them all the time. Take a picture of yourself and tag yourself supporting our wonderful sponsors across this show and the WarChant Multimedia Network. Tag us on Twitter, at Jay Cameron Show, at WarChant. Good luck to you. You win $25, I should say, to Garnet and Gold. We're close. What are we? You want to do it next? I think we got to. Might have to. Yeah. Let's solve for the future with some W's and L's, oh, my friend. Oh, my. It's time. We'll do it next. Jeff Cameron, show 93.3 Real Talk Radio, War Chant TV. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back guaranteed because with ebay motors you're burning rubber not cash with all the parts you need at the prices you want it's easy to make your car the mvp and bring home huge wins keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com eligible items only exclusions apply the jeff cameron show is a production of the warchant.com multimedia network check out warchant.com today for the latest news inside florida state athletics that's warchant.com now back to jeff on real talk 93.3 ba 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 
All right, I'll get to it momentarily. Um, but, oh, yeah. <laughs> All right, buddy. Thank you, Eric. Appreciate you supporting the show. He writes, what's up, Jeff and Tom? It's finally here in two days. Thirsty Thursday. Love the show always. Go Knowles. Big, exciting year since... 2013. 2013. Drinks. Woo! Yeah. Drinks on me. Ryan, thank you as well. Uh, a question being asked from Ryan. Is Span going to be Keith Gavin 2.0? Freaky, but just raw and maybe can't pull it all together. Love the show. Thanks, Ryan. Well, I hope not because I'll tell you a funny uh, story. I, I Keith Gavin I saw at, the, at his high school... Um, was that a little country town in Madison, isn't that where he went? I think that's right. Yeah. Um, you went down there for a speaking engagement. I did. I had a speaking engagement. I I don't. Yeah, that's the only reason I'd be there. Anyhow, so yeah, I I, I went there and uh, well, I don't I don't mean it that way. I'm just saying I don't have cause to be rolling into Madison anytime. I mean, Sprechende Deutsch. <laughs> so I I went there and it was a very nice event. The people were wonderful. It was the the high school there. So now I feel bad. But anyhow, or Wakala, whatever. Same, another sorry Whoop. little country town. Whatever. Yeah. Now I feel bad. Same thing. Both crappy. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about. Same sorry little country town. Anyhow, so I went there, and um, and and he was. I mean, he was there talking to people. And they were, uh, I was in awe just looking at him. I was like, that guy, that's the, that's the kid that's coming here? And I was excited. I talked with him briefly. And, I mean, just to look at him, he looked like an NFL receiver. He was just coming out of high school. Um, and, and then, obviously, it just, you know, it was whatever it was. He was not great. Deuce is looking more and more natural catching the football. That's all I can report. At practice, it doesn't look like he's thinking about how to catch and the dynamics of body positioning and things like that. It looks like he sees the ball, he catches the ball, and he knows how to do so with fluidity so that he can get up to top speed as quick as possible. He's come a long way since spring when that was not a natural transition. Does that mean he's going to be a 500-yard receiver this year? I don't know about that, but it's just it looks like it's gotten more natural for the young man. Uh, let me answer a few more of these before we start. <laughs> it's funny. Um, Deuce, by the way, if it happens for him, if it happens for him, um, he is in terms of the light bulb going off and understanding, you know, cause he's a former quarterback, but he is an elite, an elite athlete and he could really, really have the potential to play on Sundays, given his body type, his speed, his attributes, his physical attributes. So, I mean, the, the sky's the limit if that's what you're describing him as. I don't. I just don't know how quickly he gets there. Let's hope so. Cross your fingers. I'm half-hearted taking shots at Wakulla and Madison. They're the same to me. I'm just messing with you people. Settle down. You know I hate all these country towns and little places. I, I do. I hate it's, them all. This is not helping. I don't care. I'm not worried about offending them. <laughs> I hate You those put the shovel down. You got uh, the bulldozer. I don't care. I'm not worried about that. Um, it's not my it's not my cup of tea, but they shouldn't care that I don't care because I mean they, I more acres for them. That's right, a whole lot of nothingness for them. Oh man! Um, <laughs> uh, all right. Now I wanted to go back to this because somebody asked me about. Oh, Eric did. 
he's trying to see where LSU is significantly more talented than FSU. Well, go look at the rosters and go look at the, the recruiting rankings for LSU over the last, I don't know, five seasons and look at Florida State. Look at the NFL projected players that will be drafted from this LSU roster and FSU's. And look, if you want, I know last year's last year. It's a lot of homework. He just wants the answer. Well, I'm giving him the answer. If you if you add up all of those things, you find out that Florida State has significantly less talent than LSU. And that's what I was talking about, was the talent. Um, now, LSU sucked last year because Ed Orgeron was a terrible coach and had lost complete control of his locker room and his program uh, across the board. And that's why when you watched LSU, you were like, so this team has six wins and they had ten players drafted? How's it even possible to go six and six when you have ten players get drafted in the NFL? Only Georgia had more. They had 15, and it was a record. <laughs> so, I mean, what are we doing? Not winning football games. Well, but, but what they are doing is recruiting good players, lots of them. And there are three, maybe four on that defensive line alone that are going to get drafted next year. So, yeah, that doesn't mean we can't win. It doesn't mean Florida State doesn't have a chance to win. Florida State could win the game. Florida State could be a better team. But LSU's a more talented team. That is a fact. All right. You ready? I'm never ready. You're nervous about it? You want to take a quick break? Ooh. I think that's a great idea. Take a very quick break. Come back so we can do the full measure. Double teaser pleaser. Of W's and L's, my friend. It's Jeff Cameron Show, 93.3 Real Talk Radio, Warchat TV. The Jeff Cameron Show is a production of the Warchant.com Multimedia Network. Check out Warchant.com today for the latest news inside Florida State Athletics. That's Warchant.com. Now, back to Jeff on Real Talk Uh, I got some notes from friends uh, when I was talking about the uh, little country towns in Florida. I figured that would happen. Well, no, but they were they were laughing. They, they they were like, "That's awesome." I'm glad you dismiss every small town in Florida as being a clan central place. And I'm like, yeah, "Oh, yeah, well, I do. I pretty much do. Yeah. <sighs> right. um, so yeah, I, I think I'm pretty accurate. But that's okay. There's there's good people from there too. But they all flee as soon as they can. <laughs> Here I thought we had a break to get away from it. Uh, <laughs> no, I was just laughing. A friend of ours actually was like, dude, that's probably not going to play well with some of your audience. I'm like, what? I've been on the air for 23 years. I think they know me. I, I think they know about my disdain for some of, the, uh, some of the places in the state. I've had fun at their expense for a long Those time. Those small towns also yield good football players. Oh, nobody's arguing that, and I didn't intimate otherwise. Uh, yeah, they do. And, man, I think they do because uh, in that moment, guys are like, I got to get out of here. Athletics is the path. <laughs> All right. You're tired of me poking fun at little towns. Uh, it's okay to be from a little town. Of course it is. A lot of great people from little towns. Trying desperately to get out. Cue it up, sir. Let's get after it. <laughs> W W W W L L L L L L L L L L L L L L L L L L L L L L L L L L L L L L L L L L L L L L L L L L L L L L L L L L L L L L L L L L L L L L L L L L L L L L L L L L L L L L L L L L L L L L L L
wins. All right, all right, all right. How you doing? Losses. Damn it! We lost. We fucking super lost, man. Where do we try? <laughs> Where doth thou fall? <laughs> oh, big hugs, everybody. Hang in there. We're having fun. It's all good. W's and L's. This is ISF, our partners from ISF, solving the future. We're talking about the future. We're talking about the future that is Florida State football. And we're nervous. I'm not going to lie. It's the first W's and L's I've been nervous about, Tom. Ever? Well, I've never been nervous about doing W's and L's. It's a segment on a radio program. We're in our comfort zone doing radio. But, buddy... I have such a desire and a want, perhaps a need, for this Florida State team to be better, to to have a good season. I guess defining good, defining your terms is necessary. I mean, in some people's eyes, a good season might be 6-6 and this year. In others, anything fewer than eight wins is a disaster. You know, it's it's hard. I mean, the fan bases, we're all a little torn here. Uh, and and what we think of the personnel and the schedule, and the schedule's important, and thus we do W's and L's. I'll tell you about my friends at ISF in a moment, but I uh, I probably should pull up FSU's schedule if we're going to do this. Oh, you know yeah. it by heart now. I at least pretty, those first three. I pretty much do, yes, but I'm going to just like looking at it. Sometimes looking at it gives mm-hmm. you a sense. It does. Just looking at the other team's logo. And it depends where you look at it, because if you see it listed as just merely like a spreadsheet, Right. It's very different than if you go to, say, a splash page of a website and you see it with logos yeah. and stuff. The logos are important. I love yeah. the logos. Because yeah. the logos give you a sense. You're like, oh. But they can also skew you because you have a history in your head of that. So, like, when I see the S in Syracuse, I just think, sorry ass. Like, that's the first thing I think of when I see Syracuse, that S. Just sorry ass. Or, now, that's when I'm thinking football. If I'm thinking, or I think Marvin Harrison. But other than that, then I think uh, <laughs> you don't want to go to a solo shot, Matthew. I don't want to be anywhere you don't be around. Part of this, but then sometimes uh, you know, or, or I'll think basketball. Then I, if I see the U logo, I think of crime, and you know that's just the first thing that pops up in my mind. I think of crime, and then all uh, varieties, really. Yeah, just I mean they're all over the place. Oh, and bold. The bingo card of crime. Yeah, that's what I think of when I see when I see the U. I think of violence and crime. And then when I look at, let's say, um, LSU, that's an interesting one. Mm. The exercise changes. For some reason, I think of sorry-ass Jerry DiNardo and how bad those LSU teams were for so long and when we used to kick the crap out of them. That's a, that's a fond memory. Maybe that's why that's the one I go to. First thing I think of with them is Jamarcus Russell and how good that team was. Mm. The second thing I think of is the amazing logo at midfield, the eye. Um, yeah, no, I, I listen, I will tell you that. Um, Such a shame we can't go up there and see that, you know, when, when, as the surface the game is being played on. I agree with you. Yeah. Uh, all right. So here we go. W's and L's. Our friends at ISF, today's uh, sponsor for this one. We've got the music, too. Saturday, August 27th, 5 o'clock. Doe Campbell Stadium, Bobby Bowden Field. You'll make your way. Hotel Indigo having joined us for the pregame show. Overlooking 
intramural fields and your fellow Knowles tailgating, having a nice cold one, and celebrating the return of Florida State football. It's a killer view. It is. Yeah. Florida State's 1-0 at the conclusion of the Duquesne game, having scored 70 points. 70? Can't help themselves. It's not much of a football uh, game. It's like they're playing children. Win! But that wasn't a gusto one. It's just, just move on. Just a win. Then we have to summon the strength and the focus and the overall team continuity and desire to kick our way out of the depths of hell as we take it to New Orleans. Celebrate the great culture, the great food, the great music, the fine people of Louisiana and New Orleans. I can't wait to do it. You and I are going to have a great time. We're also going to have a get-together there with our fellow Knowles. Yep. Announcement pending. Yep. About to happen. We'll announce that. I know we're going to do some gambling. <laughs> yeah. And then there we are. More than anything else. Are we going to do some winning? Not just while gambling, but on the football field. Come on. Florida State LSU 730, Sunday, September the 4th, with a nation watching. Are they back? They ask themselves as they sit down on the couch. The answer is they're closer, but not close enough. LSU wins, in my eyes. Slim margin, one score game. The Tigers beat Florida State. We're one and one. All right, so that's 23 20, something like that. Is that what you're seeing? Yeah, yeah, almost right on the number. 24 21. Yeah, 24 21, something like that. Win! Oh, yes, sir! Is. Come on! There's a big one! If it was in November, if it was in November, loss. But because it's their opener, and it's mostly a neutral site atmosphere, there's at least 30,000 Knowles that are going to be in attendance. So it's going to feel more like a bowl game than a home game. Mm-hmm. These two things matter. Continuity, sloppiness, there will be some for both sides. Make no mistake. There will be blood. But there will be more points on the scoreboard for the Knowles. Hey, it doesn't matter how you get there. I sure as hell hope you're right. I want to be wrong. Oh, I want to be wrong. Desperately want to be wrong. We go to the next big matchup on a Friday night, September the 16th, 7.30 p.m. Perhaps bourbon. In celebration of a road victory oh. over Louisville, the Knowles showing they're better than they were a year ago. Most assuredly, after a close loss to LSU, they summon the focus and the strength to bounce back big time, saying this year is a different year. And they beat Louisville. And they do so pretty comfortably. All right. Knowles win their ACC opener and move to 2-1. and one. You're feeling a 10-point uh, win? Is that is that pretty well, comfortably? Some, yeah. Because yeah. I am. Win! There it is. 3-0. and Oh, oh dear God, what do we have on our oh. hands? We might be flirting with the others receiving votes or... 25th, who knows? The national pundits are shook as Florida State is off to a great start to the 2022 season. Next on the horizon, sorry-ass Boston College. Rolling into a steamy Tallahassee, September the 24th. Florida State wins comfortably here. couple scores yet again. Uh, a resounding victory for the Knowles as they move to 3-1 and one on the season. Tommy, I think you're going to have another win right there to move to 4-0. Oh. 
win. Okay. It's a shaky one. How you deal with success sometimes is more mm. important than how you deal with failure. Mm. That is going to okay. be a slop fest. All right. I think it's a race to 17, and we barely get there. I think the Noles score over 30 and beat that ass. There you go. We are lamenting the process after this game, but we are doing so as an undefeated football team. Three and one for me, four and zero for Tom, and now it's a big one. Preseason ranked Wake Forest rolls into town, and this is one that maybe even more than the team I want. <laughs> I want this one. It was a terribly misleading game a season ago. There will not be a turnover festival in Tallahassee, not by the Knowles. Florida State moves to four and one with a win at home. Oh, this is all tied to uh, the Hartman uh, thing as well. Yes, it is. The style of game. Because if he's in, then it's a race to maybe 45, 50. Because we're dealing with the news we have says he's not going to be available, or if he is, he's going to be very early in his season. It's 5 0. 5 0. What in the world? Win. This is nuts. It does feel nuts. Got us at four and one. T. Lizzie has us at five and zero, oh, and we are a buzz in Tallahassee. Now we get into the meat and potatoes, baby. It's tough. We're off to a great start. We've done what we've needed to do by any measure. Four and one or five and zero oh, has you feeling good about your beloved Knowles. And after that win, Florida State is ranked, folks. Oh, easily. Just might get game time, day up at NC State. Just in time to take it on the road to Raleigh, where they think they have the most talented Wolfpack team they've ever assembled. The Knowles facing a stout defense, an experienced quarterback, and a hungry Wolfpack team to try to finally win something in the conference. Something, anything. They get their win over Florida State. Unfortunately, the House of Horrors on the road to Raleigh is... A place we come up short, and the Knolls fall to four and two. I think Rouse. independent of NC State's result with Clemson, you're going to run into that buzzsaw in that first half. That place is going to be rocking because now nobody's sleeping on Florida State at that point. Two ranked teams. Two ranked teams. Prime time, nation watching. Could be game day. Loss. The blemish is here. Ah, Tommy's got him five and one. I've got us four and two. Seeking to bounce back. What is Clemson? Well, currently they're a top 10 team. They come to Tallahassee October the 15th. There's magic in the air. The weather cools ever so slightly. We don't go into the game devoid of hope at all. We go into the game with a belief that they can get it done and come up just short. Florida State falls to 4-3. and three. Can't block Clemson on this particular that afternoon or night. I don't know, but uh, it fall up short. Four and three. Now we're beginning to get a little nervous in Tallahassee. Indeed we are at five and two. Loss. All right. That one hurts. All that one right. hurts. Because I want, that's the one I want. It's not the wake game. It's that one. Could happen, Tom. You hang in there. Florida State will lick their wounds, and in a couple weeks later, they will host Georgia Tech, who's mailing it in at this point. Very little talent. Not much to play for. Georgia Tech, the rambling wreck, roll into town and get pounded by 30 or more. The Knowles get some revenge and move to 5-3. and three. That's a pissed-off Florida State football Correct. team. Yes. Timing is everything. It's bad timing for Georgia Tech. You're down. You're the one that's in the uh, the alleyway, Georgia Tech. Mm-hmm. We're going to kick the crap out of you. Might pee on you. It could get ugly. We'll kick the crap out of you. All right. 
Florida State travels to Miami to face their arch rivals in November, and unfortunately, I too make the trek down to Miami for this game. Brave the crime that I associate with the Canes and find a way to make it into the stadium with a fellow Noel and dear friend as I have for so many years. And we come up just short to move to 5-4 and four on the road. Miami gets the revenge for last year's upset loss. I think Miami's game and the result will be in spite of their head coach. I think the players make the plays for Miami. It's heartbreaking. But Van Dyke and Will Mallory and others, they do just enough. Our hearts are broken. We've lost three of four now. Now it gets a little squirrely, but it's a loss. Thomas got us at six and three. I got us at five and four. And now it's time to buckle up, kids, because you got to get it done. This is where it gets to be fun. Florida State on the road against Syracuse. Cruz is the victory. Once again, showing that they are tough-minded. They can handle setbacks. They keep fighting. They keep kicking. They keep climbing. And they move to six and four on the season with the win over Syracuse. Make it seven. Seven out of ten to start the season. My goodness. In the MLB, that's a hell of a column right there. Last 10, 7-3. That's how we start the year. Always makes you smile. They follow it up with another win, and now we're feeling very good as Louisiana comes to town. Not the Raging Cajuns of yesteryear, not Billy Napier's Raging Cajuns, but rather the team that was left at the altar by said Napier. And ho, 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 we're celebrating again, buddy. That's a win. The Knowles on November the 19th, get it done, setting up a showdown with the University of Florida Thanksgiving weekend. Seven and four is Florida State. The goal is achieved. You reach the eight-win plateau with your rivalry game to go. Win eight and three. Florida State hosts on a Friday at 7.30. The nation watching me in attendance, you in attendance, eagerly so. November the 25th, Florida comes to town. And Florida State vanquishes their rival to get it done. Moves to 8-4 and four on the season. Yes, sir. That's a win. Something in the air this week said we're going to be talking about Florida State and Florida 2010. You remember the atmosphere? I do. Oh, it was raucous. People were ready. They I knew. Was, yes. The they, guard was a change. It was there. It could happen. The times they are a change. Hope was in the air. It's going to feel that way on a Friday night after the United States takes down England in the World Cup. Oh, forget about it. It's a Black Friday Daily Double. Win for nine nine and three. Tom is bullish on the Knowles. Nine and three. I go eight and four. I think you guys would take either. You feel pretty good. You know what's amazing? No injuries. Just there were no injuries. All of this is off the board with a couple of significant injuries. We know that. But you can't make prognostications based on people you think might get hurt. That's not how we operate. Not as men. No, sir. Eight and four. You go nine and three, and that's W's and L's. And that was brought to you by our friends at ISF. You need a clear direction. You want to know what you're trying to do. You got a big picture. Times have changed. You got to change, too. You're outdated. Hard to support technology. has got to get better. ISF does that. They work with you. They work with your agency, your organization. They address those changes. They tell you what's possible. They find solutions that fit your needs, your best needs. They've got them covered. And you know what you're doing, and you know why you're doing it, and you did so with my friends 
at ISF. Your vision, their expertise, solving the future. That's ISF. Check them out online, ISF.com. That's a good WZLs. Come back, wrap it up momentarily. The Jeff Cameron Show, brought to you by Orange Theory Fitness. Two Tallahassee locations, Midtown on Thomasville Road, and Northside in the Village Common Shopping Center. Online at orangetheoryfitness.com. Rapid fire, here we go. We'll get to probables in just a moment. Very quickly, it seems like everybody's got a chicken sandwich these days, so how do you know which one you want to try? Luckily, one sandwich towers above the rest. In size and deliciousness, Zaxby's signature sandwich. It's an extra-large hand-breaded filet and three thick-cut pickle chips on a split-top bun. That's just fun to say. And it comes with your choice of Zax sauce or spicy Zax sauce. It's big. It's delicious. It's only at your neighborhood Tallahassee Zaxby's. Your Tallahassee Zaxby's, a proud Golden Chief booster for 17 years. Go Knowles. Oh. Gosh, he's 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 wayward on. Wait a minute. So after the read, we're going straight into it. Oh, okay. We don't have time, baby. Let's go. It's time for how you say with the <laughs> pitching uh, probables. We're under pressure. Five to one. Rays lead the Angels. Patrick Sandoval started for the Angels. Drew Rasmussen started for the Rays. Cardinals. Cubs. Dakota Hudson goes for the Cards. It's three nothing. St. Louis in the second. Marcus Stroman for the Cubs. Guardians. Mariners. Tristan McKenzie, Marco Gonzalez, Reds, Phillies, Justin Dunn, Aaron Nola, White Sox, Orioles, Lance Lynn, Jordan Lyles, Rockies, Mets, Ryan Feltner, and Jacob DeGrom. Blue Jays, Red Sox, Kevin Gossman, and Cutter Crawford. Twins, Astros, Chris Archer, still in the league, Luis Garcia, and Yankees A's, TBD, James Kraplian. Terrible name. Let's look at those that shall reside on the bump. We're going over to Indigo, Hotel Indigo, hanging out. We're going to do a, a little test run for the pregame show. I'm looking forward to it. Maybe eat some Zachary's while I'm over there, hey. hang out with the fine folks at Hotel Indigo. And I got a good draft beer special there. I'm going to have a tasty cold one while we're there doing work, Tom. That's what I'm going to do. Are you really? Plus that kind of Thursday, baby. Good for you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I might want well, after we're done. Yeah, yeah. Well, I don't, yeah, yeah, we're doing stuff. Yeah. We're doing stuff. That view is going to be killer. That's, oh, that's the man. thing. All the home games, yeah. Yeah, just hopeful that Saturday's weather holds. But we got plans just in case. We could be indoors if we need to be. Hey, by the way, really quickly, uh, don't forget Friday we'll be at CP for the happy hour show. It's me and Corey, as it was last year. Looking forward to it. It's 530 to 630. We'll be there. Good work, Tom. Good work, Director Matthew. Thanks to all of you. That was fun. Be good, everybody. We'll talk to you again tomorrow on a Libations Friday. We're close. Mm-hmm.